Welcome to the Real Women podcast. My name is Hannah Wilson and I am your host. In each episode, we will meet resilient, empowered, authentic leaders who identify as being women. Our conversations will share how they have developed their resilience, reflect on how they have been empowered on their journeys, explore how they have embraced their authentic selves and discuss how they have evolved as leaders. In series one, there are 10 episodes. In each episode, we will meet people from my Resilient Leaders Elements Network, women in leadership who believe in the transformational impact of coaching. I hope you enjoy meeting them as much as I do knowing them. In this episode, I'll be chatting to Catherine Gibson. Catherine Gibson has been an independent consultant for 14 years, coaching key executives for large global companies. Her former roles include being a Disney finance and IT executive, a global system implementation program manager, and the AVP Director of Projects and Programs. She has recently supported her former colleague in launching two new businesses, the Leadership Distillery and the Data Distillery. Catherine is a learner and she has completed a number of coaching accreditations, including RLE, ALA Leadership Training and Disney Performance Excellence Leadership Training. These days you can find her renovating a log home in the North Carolina mountains and feeding the hungry through the Society of St Andrew. So, Catherine, welcome to The Real Podcast. It's fantastic to have you here. Would you be able to tell the listeners, who are you and what do you do? So, I'm Catherine Gibson, and I am an independent consultant. I work on really large implement software implementation projects. So, ERP is um, the tool of choice, if you will, um, and I do different components of that, whether it's Oracle or ERP or SAP, uh, sorry. Um, So I've been doing project management work for, I don't know, since 1990s um, and independent since 2004. Amazing. And people might be trying to tune into your accent and work out where in the world you are. Do you want to tell them where you're based? (laughs) (laughs) And my accent's gotten a lot worse. (laughs) So uh, I'm, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, in the US, and am currently living in the Western North Carolina mountains. So I retired last year, I only stayed retired for a year, but I retired last year, and moved up to the North Carolina mountains, which um, I visited a lot when I was growing up, Um, my dad's whole family's from around here, and I've always wanted to move back here. Um, so I finally made that dream come true last year and I'm in the middle of renovating a log home and it's been an interesting experience. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and we just so the listeners um, know, whenever we have our catch-ups, the Wi-Fi is never strong enough for me to see your face now, but I always have a beautiful photo of the mountains and the kind of the, the mountain views from your, from your beautiful home. So I'm looking forward to one day coming to visit and seeing it for myself. Um, you so, absolutely <laughs> have to come. <laughs> I, will, I will be there. So Jordan, tell everyone um, how we know each other. How, how do we meet? How, how do we cross paths, Catherine? Well, we were both in a class together for Resilient Leaders Elements, and we both got certified, and you were my best buddy ever. So we were buddies, um, 
and just developed the most amazing friendship and relationship over the course of those months that we were getting certified or becoming certifiable. I don't know how you want to think about that, but. <laughs> Indeed. And I think we I was talking to somebody yesterday about the magic that Rachel and Jeremy do behind the scenes to match us, because on paper, people might think that we are absolute opposites. But as we found out quite quickly, we had quite a lot in common, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> and a stop. lot of similar bad experiences. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Um, uh, yeah, I, I learned lots from you um, as well. So I, I do think you were the gift for me from the RLE um, accreditation program. So I'm, I'm delighted that we uh, we were bu bu buddied up. So let that me ask you the next. Ways. Oh, bless you. So tell us, um, what are your values and how do your values um, shape you as a leader? Um, well, as, as you know, because we spoke about it from the very beginning, I have a very strong faith um, and that carries me through. So um, that falls into the concept of servant leadership. It just naturally flows into that and, and serving the people who work for me um, and encouraging them. And my other key value is integrity. And that is like, first and foremost, what I walk into any um, work situation with, well, any life situation with. Um, but those two things, faith and integrity, go hand in hand. And I see that play out um, as an encourager of people. It's something that is a gift God's given me that I, I hope to use as often as possible. Um, and my, you know, my mantra with people who work with me is how can I help you be successful? So that's my key focus. I love that. I love that. We're not very good as women always at being proud and celebrating um, our kind of our mm. moments of success. Like what are some of your um, proudest career moments and how and how have you celebrated them or shared them? So, you know, when I think about achievements that were that I'm proudest of, it's going to be the end of every project. I put my heart and soul into projects that I work on. And when they're successful at the end and we've come through it as a team and we're all stronger people for it, that's when I feel success. When um, when the team is successful, they've learned things, they've grown and they're better people at the end of the project for what they went through. And thinking about your your leadership identity, like how how much of your personal sense of self do you weave into your professional sense of self? And and, and how have Everything. you got a, Well, I, I thought that might be the answer. And how do you go about nurturing your authenticity as a leader? Because I know Catherine Gibson, sort of like my coaching buddy. I'd love to see you in a work context. So how so how have you gone about like creating that blend and creating that authentic sense of self? <clears throat> that's taken a long time um and it, you know what it really took is uh, you know for so many years I I personalized the pressure right I personalized it I made it you know it you know if we succeed or we don't succeed it's all a reflection of me being a failure or not being a failure right mm. And as I've grown, <laughs> you know, one of the big learnings I had um, in, in any meeting just about is it's not about me in any way, shape or form is not about me. And it opened up the ability to listen better, 
to wait and let other people reply, the people that should be replying. Um, and so then I was able to be more myself, if you will, right? When I finally took that step back and said, it's not about me, it freed me up to be more of who I actually am, right? And I don't know that you do want to see my work self because I'm, I can be fairly tough. <laughs> I want to see but, tough and, Catherine. You know, my, uh, <laughs> my friends like you who've known me while I was retired, right. And haven't seen me in a work setting. Now that I've gone back to work, they actually hear the difference in some of our phone conversations. They're like, Oh, work Catherine's here. <laughs> you know, Cause it's very to the point, you know, <laughs> like, you know, time is of the essence. Let's get going. You know? Um, so it, it that part of me plays out pretty, pretty hard. I'm thinking about um, empowerment. Who or what has empowered you in your life, in your career? And then how have you gone about empowering others as well? You know, one of the big things that I learned along the way is hire people that are a lot smarter than you and remove the barriers so they can get it done. Right. And so I, I always called myself the blocker and tackler, right? That it was my job to remove barriers so that my team could be successful. And I wanted people a heck of a lot smarter than me doing that job. Um, and all I had to do was remove the barriers, barriers and encourage them and we would be successful. And it, it is a reality. It's truth. Isn't it the luck of the draw Like in our formative leadership years, who we have as a line manager? Like they can make us and they can break us, can't they? And, and I've, I've, yeah. I've, oh, I've, yeah. learned, I've learned from some of the best and I've learned from some of the worst and I've kind of like picked the bits I want to take with me. But I do exactly. think, yeah, it, it's so interesting just who you end up working alongside and, and learning from as well. And I mean, I'm a bit of a magpie of picking up bits of wisdom from different people. So what is one of the, what's some of the best pieces of advice or feedback or wisdom that you've received as a leader and, and how have they impacted you or guided you? Um, oh, wow, that's a good question. I'm not sure I have an answer for. Um, I would say this first boss, you know, it was interesting. I, I took as much from the bad bosses as I did from the good bosses, right? Mm -hmm. The what not to do versus the what to do. And you've mentioned mm -hmm. um, mantras mm -hmm. a couple of times. And I mean, do you want to just tell us a little bit about um, how you use mantras and, and perhaps share what your current mantra is? Oh, my current mantra is um, I want to be an encourager to people, to whoever I come in contact with. I want to encourage them as much as I possibly can. Um, it, you know, and, and people blossom when they know you care about them. Um, so those are the two, but those are more like life philosophy mantras mm -hmm. as opposed to work mantras. But I think that other mantra is it's not about me. And once I learned that, it was huge. I mean, you know, that that was a life changer. It's not about me. Um, and that, you know, that plays out personally and professionally. So, so now, so, right, I was retired for a year, loved it. Probably, uh, you know, my son used to say I was the busiest retired person he'd ever seen. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and you know that too, right? Because we had lots of conversations about what all I was doing, right? Helping someone start launch a company, doing early, you know, remodeling a house. Yeah, I was pretty yeah, busy. Relaxing, relaxing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But now that I'm working again, it's, it's hard to pick back up and get back into that kind of pace. Um, and I, I was worried about, could I do it? But, but everything's coming back, you know, a little bit at a time. But, you know, the, the thing that I focus on now is how can I help you be successful? And whether that's vendors I'm working with or, you know, um, the client that I'm working with, how can I help you be successful in your job? Because it's really, I don't care, you know, for myself, it's more about how can I help you be successful? What can I do to help you today? Um, and that, that seems to work for me. Mm. I'm just having, I'm having all of your examples that value of service really being magnified. Um, that it's all about the, the people you're working with and the people, people you're serving. Um, tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about role models. So you know that my spin on RLE is real, resilient, empowered, authentic leaders. Um, and mm -hmm. tell me about some of the people who embody being real to you and, and how you have or could or would like to perhaps emulate some of their leadership behaviours and style. Well, one of the people I follow and I just love what he produces and he really makes you think is Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, being real and authentic in leadership, um, he, he embodies that to me and what he produces for you to think about, right? Um, and so I follow a lot of what he does because it, it encourages me or it reminds me things I might have forgotten along the way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a person that I follow based on what he produces. Don't know him you know, know what he does and know of him and know what he produces and that I, I admire. Um, as far as, as leaders, I try to take the best out of every leader I've ever had, right? So there's good and bad elements of every leader you ever work with, right? And so, you know, if it's, if it's stuff you don't want to do, great, take that knowledge and don't do it, right? And if it's stuff that you want to emulate, um, you know, it might be just how a person speaks in public, or how a person manages um, other leaders, uh, you know, in discussions with them, I'm always watching for best practices and, and trying to incorporate them where I can and where it fits who I actually am. Right. We can all improve. We can all learn from other people. And so I'm focused on that part as long as it aligns with who I am as a person, I'm not trying to be someone I'm not but I also want to be the best version of myself that I can be yeah absolutely I love that that kind of that magpie cherry picking and then thinking mm -hmm. about like thought leadership like who have you read or listened to um are there any particular um, books or pieces of writing that have really shaped your thinking as a leader hmm. um I'm gonna go way back so um you know, one, Ken Blanchard has quite a few leadership books and, and they are about servant leadership and they're faith-based. And I've always loved what he writes. Um, Max Lucado is another one that I, I spend a lot of time uh, reading and considering. So what I'm going to say is a lot of my reading is more around um, 
you know, Christian devotion reading, but I'm looking at it from the lens of um, both personal and professional leadership components. So those are the ones. The other thing I loved, and it, it taught me a lot about who I am as a leader, is um, something called Strength Finders. And it's out of, it's from Gallup Profile, but it really talks about what innate strengths you have and the good and the bad side of that, you know, the dark and the light side of that particular strength that you own. But it taught me a lot about myself and I could see where I would take things to an extreme that weren't good, right? Even though it might be a good strength, it depends on how you use it as to whether it comes across well for others or not. Um, so I would think, I think that's one of the things that, and I've been working on Gallup Profile since I don't know, like the early 90s. And so it's helped me because you can see where as a leader, you're constant and you can see where your strengths kind of morph um, as you gain more experience. And that, if, if I was going to talk about what impacted me the most, I think walking through that strength finders multiple times in my career has probably impacted me the most to understand who I am and how to best use the strengths I have. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and the final kind of question, like thinking about um, what you want to gift to the listeners, um, what are the key takeaways that you'd like them to go away and reflect on about what it means to be real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, so for, I don't know how to best articulate this. I'm sorry. You really, you really got me, Hannah. Okay. I love questions um, that get you. Key takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> key takeaways. Be yourself. Understand your strengths. And bring and surround yourself with people that compliment you, but aren't you. Right. So you don't want a team of people that are all you, right? You want a team of people who have strengths that you don't have, right? You want people who are different, who are smarter, who are, you know, um, make you think and challenge you. That's what you need to surround yourself with. You don't want many me's, um, the, the way to have a really strong team is to have, a wide variety of thought processes and people, and then to be open and <laughs> humble enough to listen to them, right? Um, and it's not about you. At the end of the day, it's not about you. Such great so advice. Those are my key takeaways. Oh, brilliant takeaways. <laughs> I'm just going to follow up on one of them because it, it speaks directly to, to what I care about, diversity, equity and inclusion. Like Some people might be listening and thinking, but I work in an organisation where everyone looks like me and thinks like me and behaves like me. Like how do, you, how do you diversify that circle around you if you're not necessarily sat in a diverse network? Hire in if you have the opportunity. Right. Um, when I had the opportunity to hire, I would choose people specifically to be different. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, or I would pull people in. Like when I created my own department, I basically said I got all the unique personalities, the ones that nobody else wanted, but they were the smartest people in the room. And 
I wanted to manage those people and encourage them and make sure that they felt heard because they were smart, because they, they did have something to offer that was different than the norm. And that made our team better, made our team stronger. You know, yes, did everyone have a quirky personality? Absolutely. Did it make it more challenging to manage? Absolutely. Did I feel like a mediator a lot? Absolutely. <laughs> did, we did we succeed? Yes. Mm. Completely. And, and we made a difference. And we were able to really make a difference. And we're recognized for it. Um, was it easy? No. But did I want them diverse? Absolutely. It made it a lot more fun, a lot more interesting, and a lot more challenging, you know? And that that's what I wanted, is to be challenged. You know, heaven forbid I'm ever bored. It's really dangerous when I get bored. It's, it's not good for anybody, so. <laughs> I think that's such great, such great um, takeaways there about personal and professional kind of things that everyone could think about. So thank you so much for joining me um, on the podcast. I'm delighted to be able to introduce you to my network because lots of them have heard about the lovely Catherine who's been my buddy for the last year. Um, so thank you so much for, for, for being one of my guests. My honour, Hannah, my honour. Hopefully I had something of value to say. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Real Women podcast. Check out the show notes for the recommendations from today's guest. We'd love to hear what you think, so do leave us a review. We'll be back soon with another real guest. <laughs>